When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We may end up in the hot seat. I have to be like, Charlie, you are one of the worst multitaskers I've ever seen. The Rich Eisen Show. I got to make sure the flaps are <laughs> He's the Sully. Yeah. Sullenberger of the Rich Eisen oh. Show. I'm a phenomenal multitasker. When we think we're multitasking, what we are in fact doing is switching rapidly between tasks, not doing either of them well. Earlier on the show, the second gentleman of the United States, Douglas M. Hoff. Coming up. Co-host of Good Morning Football. Kyle Brand from Shark Tank, Damon John, Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, and now it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We've had a great hour number one. I gave you a handful of three and two teams that need to win this weekend that could use the win. Use that win. It means so much to them. And one of those teams is the Chicago Bears because if they win... Three straight wins for Justin Fields, his starting quarterback. After that, nine sack of Palooza at his expense. And they'd be in first place against the Green Bay Packers. Lots to talk about with Kyle Brandt of Good Morning Football when he joins us in about 20 minutes' time prior to Thursday Night Football on NFL Network and Fox and Amazon Prime and a triple cast. Tom Brady's playing football tonight, people, just as the Giants and Dodgers are playing in Game 5, winner take all for the right to play in the NLCS against the Braves. Bucks and Eagles tonight. Lots to talk about. And in the meantime, uh, 844-204-RICH number to dial. Call us about anything you, you want to talk about, um, including anybody who wants to explain to me exactly what Kyrie Irving said on Instagram Live last night. <laughs> I, I've never watched something over and over again without completely understanding it more than that. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. So, um, please, uh, we've got time, even though we've got four guests. Um, I mentioned Kyle Brandt coming up in 20 minutes' time. Uh, also, in hour number three, Damon John of Shark Tank will join us. Um, he is in, uh, in Harlem at, at the Apollo Theater today, uh, second annual Black Entrepreneur Day, and lots to talk about with uh, Damon John of Shark Tank fame. And then Josh Allen of Buffalo Bills fame will join us on this program. But first up, we have quite an important guest on this program is the second gentleman of the United States on the phone line. Yes, sir. Well, again, as I told you uh, guys earlier, that you meet people in your life and they go on to great things. They go on to terrific things. And you're proud and you're thrilled to be able to call them a friend and you knew them when and so on and so forth. But this is the only one in my life who is now the second gentleman of the United States and the first to be as such. Joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show is none other than Doug Emhoff. How are you, sir? Rich, my friend. Well, I am proud of you as well, as you know that. Thank you, and, sir. And um, everything you do, everything you are. But first and foremost, a great dad, great friend, and it's just an, an honor to be here with you. You're a good man for saying that. I, I greatly appreciate it. All right, let's get right into it. Did you you threw a strike right at Nationals Park that actually happened? You oh, threw a strike man. in the ceremonial first pitch that actually that, happened. 
That right. might have been the most stressful thing I've done as second gentleman. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I practiced full Dodger regalia, and I okay. went to a, a Little League park around the corner, and, and unbeknownst to me, I was practicing a 50-foot pitch without a mound, and then I uh, show up at Nats Field, and what they do is it goes very quick. They mm-hmm. throw a, a uniform on you or, or a shirt. Yep. And then you just practice in the hallway with all these people around. And I'm just literally bouncing the ball off the concrete. I am so nervous. And um, realizing that he said, well, you you know, you're going to be off the mound. And I said, how far is he? I know that's 60 feet. So go out there. And I think if you see the video, I'm trying to smile, I'm waving, <laughs> and I do a little, okay, an athletic move. So I throw the ball up okay. and catch it, realizing, okay, calm my nerves down, I can do it. But you've probably seen a major league mound before. I have not. So I, I walk up, and it literally looks like it's 15 feet high. <laughs> it's super smooth. And then the mound is you know, like buried in, into, or the, the rubber is buried into the mound. And I'm thinking, I'm wearing sneakers. So I just went up there and said, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm not going to think about it. I just walked up, wound up, and threw a strike. Right. So, uh, and you can see me. I just kind of fist pumped myself to make sure <laughs> to you know, realize what a moment. Because um, we have seen, and my son, Cole, decided to keep sending me the 10 worst uh, first pitches <laughs> of all time just to you know, keep me off my game. Yes. So, he was uh, messing with me, and a few other friends are doing the same thing. And then, of course, you know, I'm hearing from folks in the administration, uh, hey, good luck, you know, this will be great. Just, you know, make sure you throw it down the middle. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, because anyway, you, you had to be better than Fauci, right? Like they had that. Well, that was the standard. The Fauci <laughs> was the standard, he, and he's a great man. Yes. I've gotten to know him very well, and, and he's a real hero and a real patriot. But, um, yes. yeah, that was on, on one end of the spectrum. And, you know, Jen Psaki uh, did a great job. So, uh, you know, okay. well, I talked to her and got some advice from her. And um, needless to say, it was a, it was a big relief. And because um, he can you know, only imagine if I had thrown a grounder and what, what would have happened. Mm-hmm. So you, you would have never let me hear the end of it. No, Mr. Uh, Second Gentleman of the United States, Douglas Emhoff. No, sir. No, because, you know, uh, again, you don't want to be part of that YouTube lore of no. first pitches you know the 50 cent um who else we got out there Craig? John Wall. carl lewis john wall mariah carey oh yeah we can't yeah. mj mj threw one into the stands i mean it was yeah. it was uh conor mcgregor right conor, after mine. Conor McGregor, yeah. i think yeah. conor, i think conor mcgregor hit a white Sox fan from wrigley field down in the yeah. south side uh, there's a whole you know, ooh on uh on youtube on this stuff so oh, i believe i looked gosh. at every single one of these uh beforehand so I was ready. Doug Emhoff, the first ever second gentleman of the United States here on the Rich Eisen Show. And before we get to, uh, I guess, some of the serious stuff, um, how nervous are you for Game 5? Because you're a diehard Dodger fan. Uh, I know. You know, this is the one thing where the vice president, my wife, Kamala Harris, is Mm -hmm. very serious about her San Francisco Giants. Mm -hmm. And um, there's been a lot of, um, you know, talk in the household these last few days. And we, we kind of expected a Game 5. We have it. Um, it's coming up. There's a lot of tension in the air here. And, uh, you know, this is the first time I believe they've ever faced each other in a playoff series. Yes, indeed. And, uh, you know, you've got the two best teams in the majors in the, at this early stage. So it's, um, 
it's just being in D.C., it's really hard to stay up that late, Rich. So mm-hmm. I've been really had some late nights um, yes. forcing myself uh, to stay up and watch these games. But now, uh, really excited about tonight. Do you have any advice for my buddy Chris Brockman here across the way? Because he's a diehard Red Sox fan, and uh, he is currently uh, in the same household, mother of his child, uh, as a Braves fan, and they might actually meet one another in the World Series. Do you have any um, any advice about how to have a – a healthy relationship, despite yeah, there being a split just, baseball household. Just Doug turtle, Emerson? man. Just turtle. Just, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> turtle. <laughs> just turtle. <laughs> well, Doug, so after I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do that. It's so public, and you know they're right. posting pictures and uh, and God forbid, <laughs> one time I went, walked out of the house where just, I just picked up the the one hat. It happened to be a giant hat, and they literally keep posting that. All my LA friends like, you, "What are you doing? Why are you wearing that giant hat?" So I had, I lived this such a public life that I can't turtle, but my advice to you, just keep your head down and keep it to yourself. Yeah, I mean, after the uh, Patriots-Falcons 28-3 comeback Super Bowl from a few years ago, I've learned to just keep my mouth shut. Just turtle. Yeah, what's the upside? Zero upside. upside. (laughs) Seriously, why? why? What's the upside is an excellent, excellent way to go about this, Chris. What is the... Just got to keep thinking that. What's the upside? But his problem is he keeps the World Series. That's the upside. I mean, come on. Like, that's what he wants. He can't keep it going. Uh, Okay, so I, I know know uh, in your travels as the second gentleman of the United States, Doug, that you've been visiting a lot of uh, vaccination clinics across the United States. And you, you uh, again, we've established here as well, you're a diehard sports fan. So you know what Kyrie Irving is saying and how he is or we're, we're trying to attempt to understand. But he, he is he is not vaccinated and and appears to be still considering it. What do you say when you hear somebody who, with a major platform like him uh, wondering about whether or not to take the vaccine, whether it's worth it, or a vaccine mandate is something that is anathema to him? What do you think about that? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I would say to him what I've said to folks all over the country. Like, one, there's so much misinformation out there. So I know people need to make, make a decision what's best for them and their families, but do it on facts. So there's a lot of loud people out there um, who do have a voice, but they're, they're basing their voice on misinformation. So I've spent a lot of time, Rich, debunking misinformation. I've done this with Dr. Fauci. We've done Instagram Lives, and we just want to make sure that the facts are out there on these vaccinations. So that's one. And again, I've traveled to you know, 25 states been all over the place at huge vaccination super centers at sports arenas i actually did a vax event before i threw the first pitch Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing these vaccinations work they are safe they are effective and it's literally as you know rich from your personal experience um the one thing that's really standing between you and being one of those folks in those those videos that we see, and you know what they are, Rich. It's the oh my, I wish I had taken the vaccination. Literally, the last words coming out of these folks' mouths. We've seen those videos. Safe, free, effective, available. And if you again, I'm a lawyer, so I deal in facts and evidence. So where cases are are high and deaths are high and hospitalizations are high, guess what? That's where vaccinations are low. And where cases are low and deaths are low and vaccination, uh, hospitalizations are low, that's where vaccinations are high. So this is not complicated stuff. This is just basic, basic stuff. So if we want to get back to the life that we, we want to get to, 
where we're all back to kids are back in school. Um, we're back in our offices. Um, we, we're back in restaurants and, and churches and temples and, and sporting arenas safely. We've got to continue and complete this um, this uh, road to vaccination. So um, I'm hoping people with big platforms like that um, will will come out in favor of vaccinations. We're encouraging them to do that. But um, people have a voice, and it it's got to be based on facts, not misinformation. And I'm going to continue to do everything I can with this platform that I'm blessed to have to encourage folks, if you don't want to listen to me, talk to your doctor. Talk to trusted people in the community who know what's going on. And again, you don't want to be that person on your deathbed saying, I wish I would have got vaccinated. And then think about your family. Think about the pain that it's going to cause your loved ones. And you see these stories of dads with four and five kids, both parents dying. It is unnecessary and completely avoidable. So we need to do better. And I'm hoping that's what I would say to him. And I'm hoping he changes his mind and then becomes a, an advocate to be vaccinated. So, and uh, you know, before I let you go, uh, what do you say to him and others who think that vaccine mandates are unfair and un-American? What do you say to that? You know, uh, there, there's, there's lots of things that, that we have to do um, as part of citizens for each other. Like you can't drive without a driver's license. I mean, there's so many things that we're required to do um, that we do because it's, it, we all wear seatbelts now. So there's so many things that um, are good for all of us um, that are necessary. So I'm putting aside the, the, the verbiage and the nomenclature. You just go back to whatever you want to call it. People need to get vaccinated. They work. They're effective. And it's literally the one thing standing between your deathbed or major hospitalization. And like yourself, Rich, um, if you happen to get a breakthrough case, it, it's mitigated um, because you were double vaccinated. And you've talked about that publicly, and we thank you so much for doing that. I appreciate you saying that, Doug. Uh, look, words I've never said to you before, but your advanced people said I only had 10 minutes. So uh, last thing for you, what do you want to talk about? Your fantasy team? What do you want to get off your chest? You're oh, a man. long-time listener, so, first-time caller. Doug from so D.C., you're on the air. I mean, So one in four, McCaffrey was our first pick. This is your fantasy team. Okay. Fantasy team, okay. Team Nirvana. This is a league that's been in existence since 1989. Okay. Um, it's a bunch of law school and, and lawyer friends, and now second generation's coming in. So my son, Cole, who's now 27, is my partner okay. for the last seven or eight years. And this time we decided we've got to take this seriously. We've not made the playoffs for four years. It, it's almost like a laughing stock. So we get the first pick. I think I even asked you. We pick McCaffrey. Yeah gets hurt. Uh, we think we're going to make this great trade. We get chalk, breaks mm. his ankle. First minute of the first game we have him. Uh, it's been tough. We're not happy about it. Okay. We're going to keep fighting. Um, okay. But yes, we are one and four. It's all right. So am I. So am I. And I just can't stand it. I have the people, It's in my buddy's league in poker here in Los Angeles. And they think I, I don't know football, and it really infuriates yeah. me. No, it's it's a, and it's you know we're getting tons of you know what from the mm-hmm. the S talk in the league, and now mm-hmm. because there's so many ways to to do it with the online uh, you know platform, so I'm getting it on the chat rooms, I'm getting it on Twitter, I'm getting it on email. It's oh, just um, 
I don't like it. So we got to change. Uh, hang, gotta... hang in there. Well, at least you threw a strike when uh, the whole world was watching. <laughs> Good luck to your Dodgers. And uh, thanks for doing this, Doug. And uh, I just, I every time I see you out doing this thing, it's just so amazing to see. So. It's a little surreal, but you know what, man? Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. So proud of you. And like to, to all the viewers and listeners out there, Rich is the best. He's just a great friend. He's a great dad. He's a great patriot. Uh, not patriot, but U.S. patriot. And, um, <laughs> no, Brockman's the patriot. Uh, yeah, and uh, just such a, just a good guy. And I Thanks, just um, keep doing what you're doing. And again, folks, please get vaccinated. Follow the science. Follow the facts. You know, there's too much misinformation out there, and we'll all get through this together. At Second Gentleman on Instagram and Twitter, Douglas Emhoff, you're the man. Take care, Doug. All right, Rich. You Take do. care, everyone. Doug Emhoff, Second Gentleman of the United States, right here on The Rich Eisen Show. All right, I was a first. How about that? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, excited. My ear popped out. There you go. Love it. Good times. Good, Good times. times. He told, they, have you ever been told by a high-ranking United States public official to turtle up? I have not. <laughs> no, I have not. Just turtle? I was right, Chris. He essentially said, just, make her happy. Just, just make her happy. <laughs> I mean, that's my goal in life anyway. As it should be. Yeah. Um, Everybody. But happy wife, happy life. That's I don't know phrase. if I subscribe to that. I just want to make her specifically <laughs> happy. Uh, but uh, again, we're gonna if it happens. Long fingers, there's miles uh, to go. My, miles yeah. to so go. So much. So much. It's so to, in the distance. Yeah. Talk about something that probably ain't Boy, even going to happen. Yeah, it probably ain't even going to happen. I've never rooted for a Red Sox Braves World Series harder. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong, Rich Eisen. You're wrong. GoPro, Rich Eisen show GoPro and their and their household. Would you go sit at Brockman's house for a couple oh. innings just to watch? No, you, no. You want no I want no part of that. I don't need negativity in my life. <laughs> I want to go. Yeah, I'll come too. I'm like definitely coming over, Chris. Before we get to Kyle, <laughs> and bring him pizza. Before, I, I just want to say the other day when they finally won, when the final out was made and the Braves eliminated the Brewers, she fell down on the floor and started crying. Good for her, man. But if I mean, I'm just saying, it. like that's but how that's... much it affects her. She met Joe Simpson, the longtime yeah. Braves radio announcer. Yeah. Um, his daughter went to the same. It brought her kid to the same music class that yeah. she would bring Cage to, yeah. and Joe just happened to be there. She immediately burst into tears. Like this is what I'm working with. Like no, but she's this- so she cares about the Braves more than I care about anything. And so that it's like, is that's that is. Ah, you're, but you're, the, the, her intensity for that is probably what is one of the many things that attracted you ab- to 1, her. One thousand percent. But the fact that now it would actually be at odds with what you feel passionate about almost as much and probably the same let's be honest you haven't cried in a long time when it's the red Sox because we win oh so oh gosh just turtle up (laughs) let's take a break kyle brandon good morning football when we come back his bears are suddenly alive i tell you they're alive and of course thursday night football brady's playing football tonight baby Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Love this man. His podcast, 10 Questions with Kyle Brandt, is just taken off. So is his entire career. You can watch him on Frogger right here on Peacock. He also had a little cup of coffee uh, on CBS, uh, the NFL Today, this past week as well, while game day morning was off. He's on Good Morning Football every single morning on NFL Network at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Kyle Brandt, back here on the show. How you been, Kyle? Rich, there are many shows. There are many good shows, but there is not a better on-hold show than the Rich Eyes show. <laughs> the, the things that I just heard as I'm sitting here with this phone tomorrow, yes. where do I even react? That you had a caller basically insinuate that uh, Brockman was Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, I think, yes. as the Patriots? Yes. <laughs> And then I had Mariucci wearing a, a zipper gimp mask yep. and uh, yep. Michael Irvin saying, uh, Rich, uh, I think Mariucci's sleeping. And then you put your hand on his hand saying, well, I guess you better go wake him up then. I, I mean, what, what am I listening That's to right. on this beautiful Thursday? That's right. It's a Pulp Fiction anniversary. Yeah. We're getting calls of people with you know large imaginations. And oh, it's the best. It is that. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's uh, let's jump in with both feet here. Uh, okay. we, you and I were both pounding the table for Justin Fields. It feels good for me. How does it feel for you right now? Well, Kyle? you just mentioned large imaginations. That's what you need to see a Bears win this weekend. Um, oh, uh, I'll jump in with two feet on this. I want to ask the, the media, uh, nay, the country, mm. stop calling Bears-Packers a rivalry. It, it's not right now. It hasn't been in a long time. There's pageantry. And there's history and tradition, but it's not a rivalry. Rivalry, look it up. You have to have at least some give back on one side. It's the, the expression, the hammer does not have a rivalry with the nail. We had Randall Cobb on Good Morning Football this morning, Rich, mm-hmm. as part of your uh, well-produced intro to bring the guest on. We, we stumbled across <laughs> the fact that Randall Cobb is 13-2 and two against the Bears, oh. which is one of those things where you say, Rich, and you say it, and you're like, well, that can't be right. I'll have to just trust the researcher. Oh, no. It's right, and um, Aaron Rodgers may not have another time in Soldier Field. Who knows? This might be the last one, as they call it, uh, Lambeau South. But um, I'm just going to be completely honest. They are a bunch of revenants in the fact that they kill bears every single time they come out. (laughs) Jordy Nelson's got a necklace full of bear claws. Randall Cobb does. Aaron Rodgers does. And Justin Fields is supposed to be the end of that thing. Um, If he wins this game, they will change Soldier Field to Fields Field. That's how big of a deal that would be. It would be that big of a deal because what about him actually laying down his uh, calling card this Mm -hmm. way? What happens if that happens? I mean, that that is possible. Mm-hmm. Kyle, I know you said you know you're joking about an imagination. I mean, th- there's there's no reason why uh, the Bears defense can't play as well or close to in the area code of what the Saints did in Week One against you know 
Aaron Rodgers. That that week one, you know, disaster that's been already discarded mm-hmm. uh, wasn't just because everyone was like, well, Rodgers didn't care and they were mm-hmm. sleepwalking and so on and so forth. I mean, the Saints had something to do with it. Bears have the ability to do something like that, don't they? Well, I think you brought up something that, that's not mentioned and because all of the heat and all of the eyeballs go to Matt Nagy and Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. Meanwhile, the, the monsters of the midway, the 2021 Chicago Bears, lead the NFL in sacks. And that includes, that's the team that went against the, another team that gave up nine sacks in one game, the Browns. It's not the Browns. It's not your undefeated Cardinals. It's none of those teams. It's the Bears. And all of a sudden, Khalil Mack is the best player on the team, and he hasn't been for three years, and he's kind of just this great physical force that draws double teams and doesn't run up stats. He's amazing. So listen, they, here's the problem. They will give you the occasional... Packer win this era of Bears football. And the Trubisky Bears with Khalil Mack did beat Rodgers once on their way to an NFC North title. It's just that's the one that keeps you coming back. And if I sound like a self-loathing Chicagoan, <laughs> it's because years of that, Rich, they call, it, they call Chicago second city. It's not because of New York. They're second city to Green Bay, Wisconsin. That's just the way that it's been since I was in eighth grade and my dad said to me, you know, once this bastard Favre retires, then we can finally beat this team. <laughs> no. Sorry, Dad. After Favre retired, a, a serial killer who wears number 12 came in for the next 16 years, and I'd be willing to bet that when he leaves, Jordan Love's going to be Joe Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Brand of Good Morning Football and 10 Questions with Kyle Brand Podcast and The Ringer and Spotify right here on The Rich Eisen Show. How do you see tonight playing out, Thursday night football? Walk me through this one. I'm, I did um, something I call heavy lifting uh, on the air this morning, which I, I chalked up my hands and I put on that old 1980s Lou Ferrigno leather weightlifting belt and I put the, the, the dumbbells up uh, with the Eagles logos on them. And um, I would love nothing more than the fact that Jalen Hurts would go insane tonight. And because people are digging up these incredible stats about him and that he's, he's got one of the greatest starts statistically in history in the Super Bowl era and he can run and he can pass. He only has a couple of wins, and there's a, there's there's things that I that Eagles fans and our staff will tell us that. Did you know that Jalen Hurts has had five touchdown passes that have been brought back, back this season because yeah. of dumb penalties and illegal touching and linemen downfield? So I don't think the Eagles are going to win. I think for them to win, I think it needs to be the Jalen Hurts national coming out party where he has 450 total yards and Brady throws a couple of picks. I just don't. This Eagles team, I think they're so fun and energetic, and I actually like the vibe from Sirianni because he's a little out over his skis and he's a little nuts, and that's my kind of guy. But uh, <laughs> I heard Brady on a short week is something like 11 and two or something insane, and I, I think there's too much firepower. Well, I mean, we were we started the show here today, Kyle, with mm-hmm. um, remembering it was October 8th, 2020, and here we are on what the 13th, 14th of October mm-hmm. in 2021. Uh, and it was on October 8th, 2020, when Nick Foles in Soldier Field on a mm. Thursday night beat Tom Brady, who held up the number four. And we were all talking about the senior moment for getting the number of downs. And can Brady really do it outside of New England? I mean, yeah, certainly after he threw a pick six against New Orleans in week one. And, you know, and he's right around 500, dropped him to three and two. And, and how laughable once yep. again. All of those suppositions about the diminishing returns and looking for it from Tom Brady, the number of times that we've seen that in a 44-year-old, it is just off the hook what we're seeing from him as he enters tonight's contest to kick off week six is number one in passing yards and so many other passing categories. Yeah, and he, he, he may be number one in the MVP category too. Here's my beef right now. Um, I sense a fatigue 
in the fan base and in the media of of Brady. And it kind of reminds me, Rich, of, of a Meryl Streep type deal where, oh, what do you know, Meryl got nominated again, la di da No, 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 no. Don't give me the whole, we're running out of things to say about Tom Brady. That is your job as a wordsmith and or writer to come up with new ways to talk about Brady. And I'm bending over backwards every day to do it because I will not let the season go by watching a guy born in the mid-70s who's going to lead the league in pass and get overlooked. I looked it up. For a 44-year-old American man in 2021, the American Heart Association says if you can do 15 push-ups, 15 push-ups, you're doing great. You're in shape. you got your body together. Just 15 push-ups. Tom Brady has 15 touchdown passes in the NFL against 22-year-old athletes looking to take his head off. It's absolutely incredible. So I'm piling on here, Rich. My son came up to me, seven years old. He's yes. never said this to me before. He said, Daddy, I want a jersey. I'm like, oh, great, step into my office. He says, who do you think I should get? I said, well, I think you should get someone who's a great player and a great person. There's so many to choose from. Do you want a Justin Herbert, a Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson? He says, let me talk to my friends. He goes to school, comes back the next day. He says, I want a Tom Brady jersey. I said, Kevin, you know what, Tom Brady jersey? He's older than Daddy. Don't care. He wants it. He's into it. And this is in New York. The kids in New York are saying, Mahomes, blah, Josh Allen, no. Give us the Tom Brady jersey. It's insane, and I won't stand for the fatigue from the media. Now, I agree with you. Well put, well said, and well sourced. Right Thank there, you. straight from a seven-year-old, and he goes, <laughs> so what, is he in like second grade, third yeah, grade? Second grade, third, just second grade. So the rest of the second graders get around, and they're, they're talking about Tom Brady like second graders did. You know, uh, you know the, well, I guess those second graders are now in the job market, right? Those second graders when Brady started, you know, getting second graders wanting his jersey. It's we'll never see anything like it again, man. We 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 won't because he's not he's not having any diminishing returns. As a matter of fact, uh, the the things that counted against him last year, new Mm -hmm. place, new offense, just getting trying to figure out with his teammates, that's all done. That's that's over. And he won a Super Bowl in that transition period. That's why I think there's still the team to beat despite four and one teams, even in Dallas, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the, and the uh, Cardinals being undefeated at some point, someone's going to have to come at the King in the King's house where he won the Super Bowl, and they're going to have to beat him. That's going to happen. And I know that look, the Rams took care of business and that's exciting and everything, but it is truly the biggest story still. And, and I understand like we've been talking about him so long and he's so good that there is this thing where you're like, well, Look at all these other shiny objects. Let's talk about Herbert and Josh Allen. No, no, no. Hold on. The biggest story, we asked the question the other day, Rich. It was, if Brady wins MVP this year at 44 years old, is it the greatest accomplishment of his career? And he started throwing around, well, you know, he won them back-to-back. He won three out of four. He came back from 28 to three. I think it's not even close. In fact, I think the greatest accomplishment of his career was the win he had last week against the Dolphins because he did it at 44 years old, and it'll be this week when he does it tonight. Every single game is the greatest accomplishment of his career until he runs down George Bland who was 48, and I think he might. Well, another accomplishment is that he got a a seven-year-old in the suburbs of New York City wanting his jersey. In at age 44. The second graders at, at, at my son's school, what are they supposed to do, Rich? Get Jets or Giants jerseys? Come on. Now, what, which one would have really made you a, uh, a little piece of you die, though? I mean, if he came back, were you? Were, I mean, you, you asked your son to crowdsource it, and you knew the answer would have to be purchased. I yeah, mean, uh, I, I heard there was a rumor that my son was going to come back and be like, "I don't know, 
Daddy, I'm looking at this as a long-term investment, and I've heard there's this young quarterback named Jordan Love for the Packers was a bright future. Can I get a number ten Packers jersey? <laughs> Thank God. So it's it it would be, but what would it, <laughs> which is more disturbing to you? The fact that it's a Packer, the fact mm-hmm. that it's a poor football decision currently, <laughs> or a bad investment? Which one would it be? For you, I I think uh, I think probably the poor football decision. Uh, you know, there's still I I can't shake that Jordan Love pick, Rich. I, someone was saying the other day. I'm trying to remember who it was. Someone who was 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 on our show. I, they were saying, "Listen, the Roethlisberger situation. That's why you take Jordan Love. That's why the Packers look smart." I just won't stand for it. I will never think that was a good pick. I still think it cost them a Super Bowl because they were a player short against Tampa last year. And I just can't get into it. So, no, I won't abide by it. But I know there's still takes on that. Before I let you go, Kyle yeah. Brandt, speaking of investments, uh, the Wall Streeters uh, <laughs> gambit oh that you and Schrager do is just hilarious. I mean, the fa- and my, uh, Susie, my wife, sent me the return of the Wall Streeters. That, that, that's how I first saw it. She, she uh, texted it to me. And uh, have you uh, attempted to ask DiCaprio to cameo in something like oh that? God. Has, has that has that has that play has that card been um, even played? Just we, a couple know. years ago, we got the great Jim Cramer to cameo, right? And he came in, and Jared and Trent were doing their things, and all of a sudden, Jim Cramer just walked into the set and started talking about the Eagles, right? But it's I think that could be a stepping stone to DiCaprio. Well, I, uh, mostly, Leo DiCaprio likes to do his movies, and he likes to talk about global yes. warming, and God bless him. Yes. But if we could get him to come in with Jared and Trent, I think we could really bring the house down. That would be it, right? You'd have to retire after that, right? Or who else could we get? Like Bud Fox, get Sheen, you know? Like I don't know who else. Who else yeah, could we get the, for uh, cameo? The, the in athletic the... character in Boiler Room could yes. do that. Uh, Scott yeah, that, that keys to a car. It's a Ferrari. Costs about two hundred thousand dollars. Like that is the kind of guy who Jared and Trent have posters right, right. of on the wall. And so yes, I am liquid. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm liquid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to always refer to your liquid. Yeah. And Every again, time we do it, Rich, yes. I think well. That's the last time we're ever doing that. <laughs> <laughs> just like some of the one-liners, though, are just incredible. Like, I don't rock a watch. I wear a timepiece. Yeah. Like, uh, I mix uh, I mix creatine with my martinis. Yes. I call them creatinis. <laughs> yep. it's, the, it's the nuances that make it fun. It's not enough to say, I once hooked up with a bridesmaid at my own wedding. You got to say... I hooked up with a bridesmaid at my last wedding. <laughs> little things like that that just make it so insufferable, and it's so fun. My favorite so parts of it, too, is you and Schrager doing your thing, right? And mm-hmm. the New Yorkers don't bat an eyelash. They just keep walking. <laughs> they just keep walking. Just like, here you guys, there's the camera crew, and you two guys. I mean, you're stalking the street. Okay, you're doing nothing but just stalking up and down the street, you know, strutting around. Hardly just maybe barking out one word, yep. guttural barking. But, and New Yorkers just walk across the street, just look at you and just keep going. Just... Zero security, no barricades. It's full gorilla. We're just standing there on an open street. And part of the game within the game for me is I'm trying to get a, a New Yorker to even look at me, react to me. And I'm screaming, you know, wake up, New York! And, like, no one will even look at me. It's, it's amazing. Any other town, it's see something, say something, and there's a SWAT team there. New Yorker will not look up from their phone or their newspaper to even give you eye contact, and that's kind of the beauty. So uh, before you go, uh, Kyle, uh, dive into your, your pop culture um, sure. acumen here. It is the 27th anniversary of Pulp Fiction. Your favorite scene in Pulp Fiction is which? Which one do you choose? 
Uh, Rich, in the year of our Lord, 1994, I was 15 years old. I saw the movie Pulp Fiction seven times in the theater, Mm -hmm. seven times because I wanted to memorize every single word. It is still the um, Big Kahuna Burger scene in which Jules and Vincent go into the apartment with Frank Whaley and Flock of Seagulls on the couch. And uh, the first time that Sam Jackson... And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. It's the best. Well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. It is. It it was. I do remember seeing that for the first time, that that opening scene that you're referring to was shocking and also so laugh-out-loud hilarious, enjoyable, and frightening at the same time. I remember sitting there going, I've never felt this way. You know, like Scorsese movies are frequently frightening and laugh-out-loud hilarious at the same time. That that I'd never been made to feel that way outside of a Scorsese movie. That opening scene did grab me like that. And the gimp scene as well, it, I'm serious, is, is another disturbing yet hilarious on occasion. <laughs> and you're wondering, why am I laughing while watching some of the most horrific, um, you know, language and, uh, you know, um, action in my entire life? But to me, I, 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 I named that just off the top of my head as my favorite scene. And then I remembered the Walken watch soliloquy <laughs> is just the, that's it. That was that just that two and a half minutes or three minutes soliloquy. That that's it for me. That's my it favorite is a, scene. A, a, a tour de force. It, rarely is there a one scene appearance in any movie that's that powerful, and right. he just keeps going. This watch. This and watch. then he, he held this uncomfortable hunk of a mask up. His- <laughs> And then he died of dysentery. But it, it, it's just so good. It's so perfect. Kyle, thanks for the time. We'll chat again soon. The best. Thanks, guys. Right back at you. There you go. There you go. That's uh, this Kyle. This is Brothers. a tasty burger. There's. Be careful. Be no, careful. No, 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 Don't no, no, play no, no, anymore. I know, I know it's a play. I mean, careful. It's one of my favorite drops. Careful. <laughs> never get to play. This is a tape. We have that drop. We've had this drop this whole time. Yeah, that's one of my drops. I, I've, I've play mandatory. one more time. Wait, Do you oh no, no, or, or or you just did it on YouTube. No, 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 no. no. I have the drop. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is a tasty burger. That's one of my favorite. We've drops had that time. this entire time. I don't. Why would I use it? You gotta hold those things. What does he say? He's like, I don't get to eat burgers that much because my girlfriend's a vegetarian, which pretty, pretty much, much makes me a vegetarian. <laughs> I'll tell this story. Um, you won the Oscar for that, right? Ooh, I don't. I don't think, think so. No. He did not. No. He didn't win the Oscar for that. Stand by. We can run down the Oscars. Rich, I, I tell well, you one one of the, my favorite lines. Get out of here! You hit me with uh, these guys. Know I had some issues with our former employer that I might or might not be here or not, and I had to go have a meeting upstairs. And I came back down to the studio, and Rich was in the green room waiting on me. He goes, "So what happened?" <laughs> so I'm explaining to Rich what happened, and I'm like, "Well, I don't know." And Rich just looks at me and goes pride f with your head huh <laughs> and i'll never forget you said that to me that's just i don't even pride. know if you remember saying no it. i don't but that's a line that i use a lot with that's just pride messing with your mind and that's what you said to me and i lost it laughing in there so the 90 yeah, so you're the going 95, down in you know that's yeah. you. so the 95 oscars uh that was a pulp fiction kind of clean sweep uh pope uh, uh sorry uh, Forrest Gump. Tom hanks won best oh, actor yeah. it won best picture zemeckis run best director yeah. Um, Samuel Jackson lost to Martin Landau that year for Ed Wood. Wow. 
Not great in hindsight. I don't. I don't remember seeing. I saw Ed Wood a long time ago. He was good. I'm sure he was. I think that was also like a lifetime achievement type. Yeah, I don't know. Let's give this to Quentin. Quentin won the Oscar for For screenplay. screenplay. Right. Forrest Gump is a pretty amazing movie. I mean, it is pretty amazing. I'm a much bad timing. Bad timing. timing. It's the one that says bad mother. (laughs) That is one of the most quoted movies. What, Pulp Fiction? Easily. Yeah, well, you got to be careful. Too. Gotta, well, yeah, there's only so much we can say on yeah, Peacock. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Still to come on this show, Damon John will be on in this program, top of hour number three, and then Josh Allen will help us take us to Thursday Night Football. That's coming up. Your calls as well. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Our program, 844-204-RICH, is the number to dial here on the program. Gideon in San Diego has been hanging on forever. What's up, Gideon? Hey, Rich, TJ, Chris, Del Tufo. Hey, yo. What's up, Gideon? What up, bro? Um, I'm doing all right. I'm a little sore, though, because of uh, all the talk that's been going on about my quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Okay. And, you know, I don't think it's really that well-deserved. I think he's done a great job with our team. I mean, he helped lead us to the playoffs last year, and it's like, I don't think we go without him. And I just don't get it, man. Like, who do you want? Do you want, you know, you want Brady Quinn? Do you want Brandon Whedon? You know, who do you want on the team, man? You're literally preaching to the it. choir. That's, you know, that's what we were talking about earlier yeah. this week, you know. and Yeah, and I, I heard that, and I really appreciate you actually, you know, pounding the table for our quarterback because, you know, that's our guy. You know, we run through a wall for it. No, and I and I appreciate that. Uh, it You know, I would like to see him win this game this weekend, you know, and or I'd like to see the Browns win the game this weekend, and I'd like to see the reason why the Browns win the game this weekend is because Baker um, outdueled Kyler Murray, you know. It would be kind of tough for – the kid who followed, you know, in Baker's footsteps to go to six and zero in Baker's house, you know, and and beat the Browns and send Baker's Browns to three and three. It should be yeah. Baker's house, like he should plant the flag, like he did in the horseshoe in that state, <laughs> and win this game. Let Let's go. That's a big game this weekend, and I'm very oh, yeah. much looking forward I, to it. I, I totally agree, and I think we can win this game, and I think he can totally be the one to help lead us to it. I mean, we, of course, we lead with the running game, but that doesn't mean that Baker. You just discount no. Baker, like no, he can dice up the field all he wants. I mean, he did it last year on several different occasions. It's just they all were prime time, so nobody saw it, and. I think we've got a good chance this week. The only thing I'm worried about is we're pretty banged up. That's the only thing that I think would hold us back. But if we can get a lot of our guys healthy by Sunday, you know, I think we can take them down. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. Gideon in San Diego, a big-time fan of the Browns who just lost to San Diego's old team. So my podcast that I do called Just Getting Started – One of my favorite episodes that I've done in season two on the voices of the NFL, where I've had voices of the NFL talk about how they began their careers. One of my favorite episodes just dropped yesterday. Jim Nance, his storytelling on his career is amazing. And the way his career started. Wait till you hear this. 
this is how he first, I asked him, how'd you get started? He talked about being at the University of Houston as a college student and getting his first big break because he got pushed by his college roommates to knock on a satellite truck door of NBC Sports. Check it out. One break that happened for me, Rich, is uh, my sophomore year in school. You know, I was masquerading as a golfer. I roomed. I was on the golf team. I actually lettered one year, but that was not the passion. The passion was to get to CBS, but... My all of my roommates made it on the PGA tour. Um, Blaine McAllister, in fact, won five tour events, and Freddie Couples, of course, uh, has had a Hall of Fame career, and I got to be his uh, presenter at the Hall of Fame. All of them, my amigos, were best of friends to this day. They believed in my dream. They did everything to help nurture it and make it seem possible, plausible. So one day. In May of 1979, we went out to watch the, 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 the Houston Open Golf Tournament. Four guys from the University of Houston golf team go out to watch you know, the big stars of the PGA Tour. They all want to be that out there one day, and they all made it. But as we were walking by the 17th hole, I looked over and saw the NBC Sports compound. And uh, one of them nudged me and said, you want to go over and ask... Uh, for a job. I said, no, I don't have any experience. That's not going to happen. But I tell you, it's not a bad idea. I should I should uh, look up Don Olmeyer while I'm here. Who's mm. Don Olmeyer? I said, well, he's the big guy that runs NBC Sports, and he produces their he produces their golf. How do you know that? Well, you know, hey, I read the credits. Come on, guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm studying <laughs> this stuff. So you go ask Olmeyer, but you got to meet him. You got to meet him. So it was on a Friday. I didn't know if he was going to be on site or not. They weren't covering it until Saturday. But I went up to a security guard with my mates, and I asked to see Don Olmeyer. And the guy said, uh, who wants to see him? And I said, tell him Jim Nance is here. <laughs> and the security guard. We waited, waited. We thought he kind of forgotten about us. All of a sudden, <laughs> here comes the security guy with another man in tow. It suddenly mm -hmm. dawned on me. I didn't know what Don Olmeyer looked like. Oh, looked like. So. <laughs> did he have a cigarette, Jim? Uh, yeah, of course he did. <laughs> and a drink in the other hand. Uh, right. uh, but a towering presence, as you know. Sure. And uh, he walks over and says, hey, I'm looking for Jim Nance. And I said, yes, sir, I'm right here. Now, all of a sudden, I've got to have some confidence here. And he said, how can I help you? And I said, well, I'm a University of Houston student. I want to work one day in network television. Wow. These are my roommates. I introduced them all. And he's, as, and I said, I was wondering if there perhaps could be something I could do this week. And I was looking for a job. He said, well, what do you have in mind? And with that, one of them, and I'm not sure if it was John or Fred or Blaine, one of them blurted out, he wants to be on the air. And Omar kind of like <laughs> took a, almost spit out his cigarette said, well... Uh, we have all the announcers we need, but if you would be willing to work with us this weekend, I can find some things for you to do. It wow. wouldn't pay anything, but I can get you a credential. I'm I'll here. tell you what it is. You know, we're out here at 17. <laughs> Our announcers are parking up at the clubhouse behind 18 Green. So I've got some people helping shuttle them by cart when they pull up uh, to start their day, and they bring them down to the compound. And then at the end of the day, you would need to drive them back to the parking lot. I thought, you know what? If I'm not going to be on there, this might be the second best job this weekend. <laughs> so uh, 
It's amazing. Away we go. And I ended up being a runner for NBC that week. And the rest wow. is history. That's, That's how he got started. Because he started working Great more for story. NBC Sports Golf and then eventually worked that into another job, wow. into another job. Yeah. And the ultimate job to Salt Lake where he was a sportscaster and CBS hired him from there. What do I tell you guys all the time? If not you who and if exactly. not now when that's rich that's kind of like when i gave you a ride in the super bowl in new orleans yeah. in the rain little did i know <laughs> that, that would lead to you yes. given so, the, wow it's you're just right. like that it's just TJ, like that you're just getting started it's just like that <laughs> go we're all podcasts are acquired just getting started the whole episode with nance is just like that's that great. damon john and josh allen hour three coming up <laughs> 